Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We wanted to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. Again, I, I think that it's cool that we're seeing more interactive elements, more gamification. So I'll take the good with the bad. What's up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Each week, we take a look at everything going on in the world of candy and give you an idea of what you should be paying attention to. While David and I each have collections of our own, none of this is financial advice. We are just here to have a good time. David, we got some new challenges coming on. How you doing? I'm doing good, Nate. Doing good. I'm excited to see more challenges roll out. Can't wait to talk about them. Yeah, so we've got the uh, the postseason challenges have, have both been announced, or at least the the latest iteration we had a wild card round of the the play of the day challenge already announced uh now we have the divisional round play of the day challenge announced as well as the wild card icon challenge that was a mouthful we also had the aaron judge milestone mark he hit his 60 second home run literally minutes after we finished recording last week which meant we weren't able to to highlight that but that is what we're going to, to start with here. And, uh, and then we'll talk about the challenges after. But basically, we had a very special play of the day created out of 99, which is Aaron Judge's number. And it was meant to commemorate the, the 60 second home run, breaking Roger Maris's record. And as you can imagine, these sold out instantly. The way that this was done I'll let this run for a little bit while we discuss the uh, the gist of it. But the way that this was done was a random queue. So this has been the case for most of the drops at this point. It is certainly the most fair way to, to go about things. There's no arguing that. And for a drop of this demand, it, it made the most sense, similar to the epic burning for the All-Star Challenge. So everybody got in the queue. And if you were lucky enough to be in the first wave that got through, you had an opportunity to mint one of the 99, you know, we'll call it a play, today, a play of the day. It really wasn't. You could get this as a play of the day, open mint, same as always. This was a, uh, a special milestone. Uh, they called it a milestone mark. So it's cool how they got the 62 on the top right there. So 99 of these sold out immediately and Immediately following that, we saw aftermarket sales. So let's jump in here. And just noticing that 62 have sold so far, which is pretty cool. But basically, let's sort it to the oldest. So we had two sell for 150 right out of the gate, and then they spiked quickly. So a couple went for 200, one for 300, quickly worked its way into six, seven, 800. We pushed as high as $1,000, and this is all within minutes of the drop. So these spiked. Did we get all the way up to $1,000? let us see here. Yeah, we did. So I think we topped out here at $1,200. And again, these are still minutes following the drop. So we had you know, four pages worth, five pages worth here of sales that pushed up underneath 1000 
all of these were, were being sold pre-reveal. And then you can see midway through page six here, 850, we had an immediate drop off to 400 and this is where the reveal happened. So about, what was it? Maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes after all 99 were minted, the cereals were revealed. And at that point, everybody knew what they were holding and the, the added premium that was going into people hoping that they were buying something, you know, the one, the 99 or the 62, or at least a single digit, that added potential went away and we saw, you know, drop down to $400, which still no, uh, no turning your nose up at that for something that originally cost 62 bucks. And we have since worked our way, you know, we saw the 99 sell for 3000. That was pretty cool. They worked their way back up as high as 800. And at this point, the most recent sales have been right around $600. So that was a, you know, a very unique drop. We hadn't seen anything quite like this. I think that it's probably a new concept for candy in general. Otherwise, they probably would have done it for the 700 home runs for Pujols. But all in all, extremely successful drop with a lot of excitement on the, the primary and the secondary. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of it. I don't know if you had any, any reflections on, on how this drop went. I did like just that they thought to commemorate it in a, in a special way because you know milestones like this don't come along every year and so I, I like the notion that some years we might get two or three of these and some years we won't get any because there just won't be anything that occurred that year that's worthy of marking the occasion in a special way uh, the only thing i think you didn't touch on was the fact that uh if you were to pull the serial number 62 or the serial number 99, it says you will get a special surprise. They still haven't announced what exactly that's going to be, but that was for the people who were the primary purchaser of the number 62 or the number 99. So secondary sales would not count towards that. It would just be whoever bought it originally. I'll be curious to see when we find out more about what those users will receive. But I think... You know, I think it's it still continues to be a good thing that we're getting these play of the day like products with random cereals because it's night and day the difference between those prices that we saw both before and after the cereals were re revealed. People were paying a thousand dollars for something that might have been number sixty two or ninety nine, but then once it was confirmed that they weren't, we saw that drop off. As a collector of all things play of the day. I am a bit upset that I don't have one at this point. I just couldn't justify the price. I tried to get in for $62. Luck was not in my favor. I tried to buy one for $150, but the site was going a bit slow in the, you know, the aftermath of that drop. And so at this point, I still don't have one. It's the only gap in my play of the day collection. Something I can hopefully remedy at some point, but I'm just going to have to see what the prices do from here. Yeah, you have to imagine that these will maybe creep their way down a little bit over time. We have things like the Jackie Robinson bus, uh, the Lou Gehrig bus, and some other short run items that, that we can refer to in terms of the, the initial spike during the hype and then the eventual, uh, you know, it kind of peters off for a little while and then maybe it has something that points attention back at it at some point. But 
It was a very successful drop, as has already been stated, and there was a lot of excitement in Discord. Obviously, there were plenty of people that were upset, but there are always going to be people that are upset. You can't win them all. Neither of us were, were fortunate enough to grab one of these. We've been fortunate to grab other things in the past, and that's just the way it goes. Sometimes you're going to grab it, and sometimes you're not. Um, so if there's nothing else on this, let's, uh, let's jump into these, these postseason challenges. And um, you know, this isn't going to be a super long episode, but just wanted to, to make sure that we highlighted the main things that, that happened this week. So the postseason play of the day challenges, as we stated, the, uh, were, they started about a week ago with the, the wild card round starting. And let's see, so there's a total of 10 play of the day challenges throughout the postseason, and they all kind of stack on each other. The master challenge is completing all of the different tiers across all of the different rounds of the playoffs. And by ultimately collecting all of those play of the days, the reward is going to be a 2022 postseason highlight compilation. Uh, but this is all... You know, we only had the wild card information leading up until this was dropped a couple hours ago. So I don't know if you want to run with this. I know this is something that that you're paying pretty close attention to, and then and then I'll uh, I'll take the lead on the the icon challenge. Well, it seems like there will be a for both National League and American League pretty much mirrored challenges uh, throughout the course of the playoffs. We saw a National League wild card challenge and an American League wild card challenge. And for each of those, you had uh, you had to possess the 2021 wild card play of the day, so that would have been from last year's playoffs that matched either the American or National League. You needed to have all of the wild card round play of the days from this year, and you needed to have at least one play of the day from each of the winning teams on the National League and American League sides, and. Um, and I think it's great. I think it's a good way for them to to kind of give something back to those of us who have a comprehensive collection and who are continuing to, to stay up to date. And it's a good way to turn some extra attention to people who are interested in these celebratory play of the day, your, you know, chasers or rewards, and, and kind of turn their attention back to those 2021 play of the days or some of the play of the days from earlier this season. And so it was earlier today on Tuesday that they announced what the division series uh, challenges were going to look like. And they're pretty similar to the wildcard round. You have to have, you know, all of the play of the days from the winning team. Uh, you have to have, uh, in the case of the National League, you have to have the four play of the days from last year from the division rounds. In the case of the American League, you have to have three. And you have to have at least one regular season play of the day from the winning team. Uh, they, they've broken it up, though. So there's a challenge for the Braves and Phillies series, a challenge for the Dodgers and Padres series, Yankees and Guardians, Astros and Mariners. So we're seeing, at this point, six of the ten challenges have been revealed. Uh, it stands to reason that the remaining four will be the National League Championship Series, the American League Championship Series, the World Series, and then they're counting the overall get them all challenge as its own thing. So that would be number 10, would be having the reward from each of the previous nine challenges would be that 10th and final challenge. And at least at this point, they're advertising the reward as 
you know, the reward containing the celebration of the winning team as they clinch their spot into the next round. And so if you stay current on it and if you go the whole, if you go the distance, then, you know, whoever the World Series champs end up being, you're going to have a collection marking their celebrations every step of the way as they qualified through the wildcard round, if they were a wildcard team, as they advanced through the division round, the championship round, and then eventually winning the World Series. And, and so, you know, there's not a lot of crazy complexity to it. It's just staying current on the playoff play of the days and then having a couple extra things either from last year or from earlier this year. Yeah. So similar, you know, similar format to, to what we've come to expect here with some of these early challenges. And it's nice to see that we're continuing to build out the ecosystem. As we've stated before, play of the day is just really cool for, for capturing these moments and and the postseason is a really really good time for play of the day to to be having added attention put on it so very cool setup with this and then let's jump into are you good you all set with that i know we're just kind of we're just kind of brushing over the the criteria so that everybody is aware of it not a ton of analysis to be done on this it's just kind of a fun thing if you want to do it go for it if not by all means, you can uh, you can find another route, but the the icon challenge also attached to the postseason is a a brand new element added to the postseason, but not a completely new form of challenge. This is being executed in the same way as we saw with the player of the month challenge, uh, you know, a month or two ago. And the way that this is going to work is that you've got three different tiers, same as before. You've got the uncommon or better tier, the rare or better tier, and the epic or better tier. And basically, uh, this is this is strictly for the wild card. These players were picked based on hitting certain criteria with their play. It was guys that had four RBIs or better, three runs or better, two steals or better, seven strikeouts or better, a save, um, things of that nature. So they had to have hit at least one of those criteria. And then we ended up with three different lists or slightly varying lists so basically you needed to collect a majority of each list so the first list includes 25 players 25 icons and you needed to collect 21 of those 25 this is the uncommon or better tier and you're going to receive two MLB icon leadoff series packs from the the later lineups. Obviously, lineups one and two are fully distributed, so it's got to be from three through six. And so if you collect 21 of the 25, and these guys are a combination of players that are in the playoffs right now, plus they added some of the Hall of Fame guys from teams that that were playing in the playoffs in the wildcard round. So that's why you'll see guys like Seaver and Spawn. And basically, when you bump into the rare tier, which is going to net you three packs. Let me go down to that one here. So, and you can, these stack obviously. So if you do the, the first one and do the second one, you'll end up with five packs. So here we cut two guys off of that list, Austin Nola and Vidal Bruhan, because they don't have anything higher than an uncommon. So they've been removed and then you need to, re, uh, you're required to collect 19 of the 23. And then Epic drops all the way down to 
I believe 14 out of seven or 13 out of 17. Yeah, 13 out of 17 if you want to go the epic tier. And the epic tier is going to net you three additional packs. So the max would be eight packs, but the epic tier is something that is extremely unaffordable for the reward unless it's something that you already have the majority of in your collection. So there's a few different layers to this and I think maybe we'll have a little bit more of a conversation about this one but I think that uh, I don't I don't hate this this concept of the the collection and I do like that they've implemented some actual stats from the games into the challenge that's that's cool and something that could you know potentially be predicted and and uh, speculated on for future rounds because I have to imagine that we see something similar but I think that the reward is a little bit disappointing when you compare it to the play of the day reward. The play of the day reward is a brand new NFT. It is part of the playoffs. It's, um, you know, it's got its own luster to it. Whereas the leadoff series packs are, you know, packs are always fun. I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining about it, but it's just kind of, we've been there, we've done that, we've seen it. And I think that it's even when you look at the, the list of rare players, it's still not really affordable to to do this challenge, to do this collection just for the sake of doing it. It's really been built out more for people that have already collected a lot of these cards and are being rewarded for doing so, and they might have to round out a couple extra a couple extra pieces. So, you know, I do like the, you know, you and I talked about I like the have not having to do all every single player from each list. It's nice that it's kind of a, a choice so you can avoid certain bottlenecks if you have a lot that's already rounded out. And there were some there were some obvious high price point guys in here. DeGrom, Soto, Griffey, Seaver, and actually Adam Frazier was a sneaky bottleneck because he only has a 2021 card, so you have to get his 21 mm -hmm. all-star card. So there's a lot of different pieces to this, and like I said, there there's there are parts that I like about it. There's parts that I don't like about it. But what's what's your knee knee jerk reaction to it? Well, as far as the challenge itself, like you just mentioned, I, I love that it it has a a buffer, and it's you know it's a four player buffer on each of the challenges where you don't have to get absolutely everyone, and, and that helps this to not feel like it's just a shopping list. You know, it, it's you know actually having some say in which ones you're going to collect and which ones you're going to hold off on is nice. And as you said, it is geared towards people who are already have an extensive collection, so they don't have to buy literally everyone on the list. In my case, I was pretty well suited for the uncommon, the tier one challenge. And so I only needed to pick up three more yeah, three more players to finish my tier one uncommon list. But I'm significantly further from completing rare and epic. And so I probably won't do those. I might change my mind if the prices seem favorable, but they likely won't and I likely won't. But it's just it's a nice way to make it feel like you have some like you have some say in it. It's not just going down a list and buying everything because you have to. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like that it is based upon performance. And so some of these players are on teams that advanced. Mm -hmm. And so some of the when you're making a decision on which four to skip or which ones to get, you can be keeping in mind, well, this guy's still in the playoffs. So maybe I'll pick up his instead of a player who's already been eliminated 
because in you know a week when they do the division series challenge you might be able to reuse that same copy of that same player in, in whatever that next icon challenge is going to be and, and you can speculate further you know because right now we see who's currently on the wild card challenge list but you know there's going to be players that are going to be on the division series challenge list who aren't on this list you can turn your attention to them before they're selected and mm-hmm. you can get a better price now than you might be able to get in three days from now you know if someone's about to pitch tonight and you're expecting them to do well to get that seven strikeouts that they might need to qualify for the next list you might pick up a copy now instead of waiting until after other people recognize that they got that seventh strikeout that they're likely to be included next time as well mm-hmm. and so there's there's that whole gamesmanship to it that whole element of you know actually being able to speculate but with with reason behind it it's not just mindless there's a thought process that you can put into it and i think that's great uh the weakest thing unfortunately you touched on this as well is the reward most of us are pretty done with the leadoff series packs Mm -hmm. i won't say no to getting a couple more uh particularly since i didn't have to buy very much to complete tier one but i i don't need to to get a lot more I, I feel pretty comfortable with my leadoff collection as it is and i think most of the people who want a significant leadoff collection already have it so those those extra packs they're, they're not doing a whole lot for us and then there's the entry to the the sweepstakes or i guess we'll find out later more about what's in what's involved with that but otherwise it, it's good it's a good thing that they've put these together that they've already iterated on that player of the month challenge and they're already giving us you know something more enjoyable than what they gave us previously yeah another thing that i really like is that they utilized all the different sets of cards so for example Mm -hmm. juan soto you can use his 22 leadoff series you can use his 21 all-star or you can use his 22 all-star what i don't like is that when you implement the ability to use all of these, then I don't think that rare should any longer be the the criteria. There should be tiers. I like the tiered system, but Mm -hmm. maybe instead of calling tier two the rare tier, it's just tier two. And then in this situation, a a 2022 leadoff series for Soto is around a hundred bucks, which is the same as his 21 all-star core. So to me, if you can satisfy this with a 22 rare, you should also be able to sell, uh, satisfy it with a 21 core or something of that nature where we're, where we're putting some, a little bit more analysis into what the different tiers are beyond just rarity. Because when you mix these different sets, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, if you happened to have a 20, uh, sorry, a 21 rare, then yeah, you can utilize that here good for you. But if you're somebody that's, you know, it would be nice if we get this to a place where there's a little bit more incentive to do it on the spot and and create some activity in the market and some liquidity on these cards. And so like we've already stated in its current form, it's geared more towards the person that's already holding a lot of cards and then they just need to go round out a couple pieces. And maybe that's Candy's intention. I'm not sure. 
but to me, if we're gonna have all of these sodas in here, then we should have the, the $100 equivalent from the 2021 sodas already a bottleneck on this list. So I think that getting a little bit more creative with that, and again, it, it comes back to collector score mentality. It's you know trying to figure out where this hierarchy works and, and how everything fits together. So it would be nice to see some a little bit more dynamic element to to what you can select to put in each slot but mm-hmm. you know besides that again I, I it's critiques but these are these are moves in the right direction we're seeing things based on actual stats we're seeing the ability to collect you know a majority but not the whole list and i think that it just would have been cool to maybe you know add something plus packs or i i I'm weary to say more packs because you don't want there to be too huge an influx of of supply with the packs, which we are already worried about with when they ultimately sell those. So I don't know, just thoughts. But again, I I think that it's cool that we're seeing more interactive elements, more gamification. So I'll take the good with the bad. Right. And that was something I did consider on those few gaps I was missing. I had the option to buy an Uncommon from the Lead-Off series or buy an Uncommon from the 22 All-Star series. And so that gave me even more kind of autonomy over how I wanted to collect it. But it's going to be nice at some point to have a better idea about how Candy values the difference between these All-Star sets and the Lead-Off sets. Uh, Maybe instead of, you know, treating them equally emphasizing the disparity between their supplies maybe in you know if you could satisfy something with one copy from the 21 all-star set it should take multiple copies from the 22 leadoff set Mm -hmm. because it's so much more prevalent in terms of its supply otherwise you're just going to see people gravitating towards that lowest that lowest cost card right and it's just people picking up that card specifically for that one cash in but not really putting that's i don't know we everyone's just, gonna collect differently yeah but, yeah but we continue to point people to the 2022 cards and mm-hmm. it's yet another missed opportunity to to put emphasis on the 21 cards so yes you are kind of rewarding people that happened to be holding 2021 like i already had a rare t oscar hernandez 2021 mm-hmm. so good for me but nobody's going to go buy a 21 rare when they could just go buy a 22 rare and it's a missed opportunity so you know there are are ways already with these challenges to to point a little bit more attention at 21 and while 21 shows up on the list it's just not what you would ever choose to go buy given the option because it's so much more expensive so there are ways to to bake that into it better and i'd like to see that uh but move in the right direction overall so that's all i got relatively straightforward episode anything else any uh any closing notes on your end i mean it's playoff season it's been crazy playoffs already seeing three road teams come out with the win in the wild card series uh two of them doing it in just the two games you know that's it's already been a lot to talk about uh just in terms of the baseball being played sadly the blue jays were one of those eliminated teams i know we were both 
pulling for them. But we just got to see where things go from here. I'll be cheering, uh, probably cheering for the Guardians against the Dodgers and everything else. We'll see what happens. I will for sure be rooting against the Yankees, so I have that. Uh, but yeah, was bummed to to see Dur- uh, Toronto get bounced as early as they did. Was hoping to be able to to root for Romano and Strip a little bit longer with my Red Sox mm-hmm. out. But yeah, it's uh, we've had some good baseball for sure. Looking forward to continuing to watch it. But with that, my name is Nate. That's David. This has been the Talking Candy Weekly Update. We appreciate you being here, and we'll see you in the next one.